horse blanket, such as was common to Saudis, but a decently solid turf wall, plastered with home-burnt lime. Once the heavy door had closed, Rachel was alone with the sound of the wind. She didn't mind that, at least not for a while. Rachel Zachary was a shy, thin girl, lightly boned and not very big, but with considerable wire built into her by the kind of places in which she had been raised. The Zacharies had shifted ground a good deal, though not all of them understood why, always toward some untamed land. Now, though, they'd stuck it out in this one remote Saudi for going on five years, more nearly a third than a quarter of Rachel's entire life. While she could not help knowing that this was a desolate and sometimes menacing place in which to live, she seldom thought about it anymore. This year had begun with high hopes. Just lately, in January, Texas had got hold of its own government at last, for the first time since the war. Now the rangers would come back, and the border battalions, and settlers would get some help in their everlasting defense against the wild tribes. At the same time, the beef market at Wichita was winding up to boom again, after a series of collapses that had left the Zacharies about as cattle poor as they could stand. They were going to be rich, like as not, soon, this year, this very summer. Only first they must get through this deadly, dragging time of waiting while winter held on and on, as if spring were never coming back to the world again. Ben, Rachel's oldest brother, had ridden down the Trinity a month ago to look for trail hands. He should get back any day now with a carita of at least twenty men, thirty if he could find them and immediately all this dull marking of time would be over. There would be a great swarming of men and horses, and hard pressing action every day as their first huge herd of the year was made up for the drive to Wichita. Ben was twenty-four, old enough to seem at the full power of maturity from the standpoint of seventeen. He had been head of the family since he was twenty, when they had lost their father in the roily waters of a cattle crossing far to the north. He was their rock of strength, upon whom they leaned in every situation of doubt. Perhaps they all felt at loose ends when Ben was gone. Certainly he could take care of himself anywhere on the frontier, if anybody could. Even in a wolf howl of a town of three or four hundred people like Fort Worth. Yet sometimes Rachel's throat hurt as her thoughts skirted the possibility that they might never see him again, for this could happen out here, as Papa had already proved. Was he overdue? Well, not really. Not quite yet. She knocked the ash off the wood coals in the fireplace and set on the three-legged skillet they called a spider. Then she looked at the clock on the mantel beam. It was one of the few truly nice things they had, with a little ship rocking away on painted waves where the pendulum might be expected. It said exactly eleven minutes of four. She remembered that hour all the rest of her life. 
she'd been fooled by the unnaturally early dusk. It was still too early to start cooking anything. She set the spider off the coals and went to one of their two real windows. These, even more than the clock, were their special pride, for they had eighteen panes of real glass apiece. They looked south across the dancing bird, so Rachel had to lean her temple against a cold pane to look eastward, past the corrals and downstream. She was hoping, for about the thousandth time, to sight a distant disturbance that would be Ben at the head of his grand corrida. Maybe he's remembered to fetch me some pretty anything he could get, to make just one nice dress. She knew perfectly well he had remembered.